Hogan Pitbull's head coach, Jim Elson. Was that the perfect team game on Saturday? Uh, yeah. I don't think any coach is ever going to admit to it being the perfect team game. I think there's, a, there's always somewhere where, you know, you, you can get better and, you know, there's areas for, areas for work. But um, it was certainly, uh, in terms of performance, it was certainly uh, another big step in the right direction. One of the things we spoke about last weekend was the fact that we had a complete run-and-gun game. I, where I was most impressed after tonight is... We managed to play such a clever game defensively, and yet be able to do that without it costing our offence. Yeah, I think uh, you know we've got we've got systems, we've got a game plan. You know, we've got a, a very clear identity about how we want to play. And um, yeah, on Saturday, I think we it's it's the closest we've got to it. And actually, I said to the guys um, after the game, it's like sometimes you know I, I'm dictating, I've got a very clear idea, but the guys don't quite. You know, don't quite see that full picture. Don't maybe quite fully understand what the picture is as much as we kind of talk about it and run through it. it. It kind of takes it to happen in a game, and for that penny to drop and kind of be like, "Wow, yeah, that was good tonight." And I, I felt like we kind of had that moment a little bit on Saturday. We started seeing in the second half of the game how dominant we were in terms of possession uh, and the tempo and the flow of the game. We really, the depth really kicked in that second half, which is what we're about. Um, we played the right way, you know. From the moment they pulled it back to that three-two, I thought then we put the foot down and took off and uh, I think hopefully for me that was yeah a kind of penny drop moment where we were like wow like this is how we got to play 27 home, uh, 27 home goals so far in just three games and yet we were about to speak with Mason Lipsy with his hat-trick the first player to get three goals in the game despite a 27 goal burst over three games is there a team in this division that have got more offensive depth than the, the, the Bristol Pitbulls um I mean, we haven't seen everyone yet. I haven't seen Chelsea, but I'd, I'd be pushed to say everyone's got the kind of depth that we've got. I think there are teams that obviously have got more out-and-out individuals. There are teams that you know have got more out-and-out snipers. That you know, guys will probably score more points, outscore more points than our top scorer. But I'd be surprised if anyone's kind of got that depth throughout the lineup that we've got, which is um, which was always the plan from day one to be a deep team. We're playing regular four-line hockey. I mean, that's not common at this level. And to be honest, a lot of guys at this level don't like four-line hockey because they complain that they struggle to get into the game because they're off the ice for so long. Have you had any pushback from the dressing room uh, at constantly rolling four lights? No, nothing. I literally saying to someone on the weekend, like the guys have bought in 100%. You know, obviously we knew we were going to go with a deep team in four lines. And, you know, we didn't hide that from any, anyone, everyone that we spoke to in the summer, like when we were agreeing with these guys, you know, we were very honest. It wasn't, it wasn't something that we were just going to suddenly sneak up on them. Um, they knew what they were getting into. Um, you know, we were very clear that that was going to be part of the plan, but we were also very clear that it was going to be our strength and that was going to be a big thing. And, um, you know, to be, to be fair to the guys, I haven't had one issue from anyone yet. And um, that was my biggest worry. You know, it is hard. I don't think I've ever been on a team with four lines and I've been on some successful teams with four lines where everyone, you know, stayed happy all through the year. Like, everybody wants more minutes. Everybody always thinks they deserve more, a few more shifts, a few more chances on the special teams. So that is, the, you know, that is the biggest challenge as a coach is keeping your players happy. And, and when you have a deep team, you know, obviously you give yourself a rod for your own back. Um, but you've got to give the guys credit. They've bought in. I think they're realising how much of a weapon it is. Um, how dominant we can be if everyone buys in and like Saturday was perfect because 
as much as obviously it ended up being a, a, a 10 2 game, but everybody was going. So we had all four lines really contributing. There wasn't one line that was really taking a night off. So it allowed us to really roll through the whole lineup. I mean, it's 70 shots of goal. I, I, I believe that's the most recorded by any team in Division 1 this season. I, it was, with the exception of that sort of brief moment at the start of the second period with the, the, the two uh, uh, penalties against us, it was relentless. Yeah, that, that's a word. I don't know if you've heard me say it, but that, I mean, that's a word that we use a lot in the locker room with the guys. We use the word relentless. Um, you know, we talk about our identity a lot. We talk about sort of if a team comes to play us or a fan comes to watch us, like, would they be able to kind of understand what we're about? And that's one of the words that... Uh, that I drum into the guys a lot that we need to be relentless. Uh, we need to be relentless throughout the lineup. We need to be relentless for 60 minutes. And uh, if we can do that, and we can buy in, and we get everybody going on a, any given night, and we are relentless, that we're we going to be a handful for anyone. I, I felt to me that there was a great variety in our offense. You know, we had uh, a couple of absolutely beautiful snipes from Rage or breakaways. From, you know, particularly Jay's goal was was a really nice breakaway, but. I think Oxford clearly was struggling to clear bodies, our bodies away from from, from the crease. Again, it's, it must be satisfied to know that you could you could be dangerous regardless of what that offensive makeup is going to be in each of those plays. Yeah, I think we've got. Uh, that's another thing about our four lines. You know, we've we've got a real. We've got a real range of guys in the lineup. You know, we're not one-dimensional by a long shot. You know, we've got some. You know, some of the younger guys are obviously smaller guys, but with a ton of absolute, you know, absolute speed. So, like that second goal off the rush with uh, Ollie, Shorty, and um, Kane was, you know, one part of our game where we want to be we want to be dangerous off the rush because we've got some real high end speed. But we've also got guys who get to the net, and you know, we so saw with uh, the one goal Ollie scored there. Like, you know, it's first effort, second effort, third effort, keep with it, around the net, front be hard to play against and, you know, credit to him. That's that's one area there where he's really tough to play against. So looking forward to this weekend, uh, we've got Slough, um, another cup qualifier and we know we're, we're up against it in the cup. What's your expectations from that game? Yeah, we saw it there. I mean, obviously we're disappointed that we've lost to that team already, but um, they gave us a real good game in that rink. I mean, I don't think we're the team that we we are now. We're certainly still in a kind of building up period. It was, you know, earlier on, but um, you know, they looking at their, you know, the results. They're, they're picking up good results. You know, they're, they're knocking off top teams. They're keeping games tight. They really don't give up many goals. Um, so they do a real good job of keeping teams' offense down. And obviously, that's going to be an interesting matchup because you know they're, they're doing a great job defensively, but we're definitely doing a good job offensively right now. So that's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see whether their defensive side and our offensive side, how, who's going to come on top. But you know, do you know what? I, I like what I see from them. You know, they've gone similar to us. They've made a decision to go with a lot of young guys and they're building for the future and that's bold but when you see some of the young guys they've got then you kind of understand yeah that's that's exciting for them and it's a good call and you know we're, we're obviously getting a lot of compliments as well about the young guys that we're bringing through here so um, yeah I'd like to see that you know I'd like to see what Smith will do in there that's good um, I think it's probably going to be the hardest game as well I, I'm, I'm confident it's probably going to be the hardest matchup at home so far okay thank you Jimmy uh, good luck this weekend thank you very much Joined by Mason Lipsy. Mason, 
the first Bristol Pitbulls hat-trick at the weekend there. You must be really pleased with that. Yeah, it's always good to have the first hat-trick under my belt, especially in this new rink with a new team in front of all these new fans. Uh, as much as you've got three goals in that one game, you're on a really rich run of goals this, so far this season. You know, nine, nine games, nine goals. What is the, the, the secret to, to you being able to produce so much just now? Yeah, it's going good. Um Obviously, having a goal a game is also nice to have. The team's playing well. My line's playing well. Shout out to Jay and Tamas doing their job. I, what, what was it that made you decide to come to Bristol? Uh, partly because me and Jamie had a discussion over the summer saying who's, who, who's going to be on the team, who he's thinking of. Obviously, there's a lot of lads from Swindon who we've already had previously chemistry from. And he had, threw in some names that, I've, that I haven't played with but heard of before. Obviously, no one was expecting us to probably come off as good as we have been at the start of the season. But yeah, all our teams playing hard, playing good. So everyone's good in the changing room. Uh, you say that nobody's expecting us to be that good that quick. Uh, one of the things that's really noticeable is, is how good the chemistry is in that dressing room. Is there any reason why you think the dressing room's bonded as quickly as it has? Yeah, obviously during when uh, Richie and Mike and all that have, have been uh, organising like act throwing, it's just like all little like team bonding activities, uh, just getting all the team together. Now we're training twice a week. We're always with each other, always seeing each other. So yeah, just going from there. Thank you, Mike Spencer. Joined by Ollie Sean. Ollie, could you have imagined when you, you first turned up at Bristol all those years ago that you'd be here now 300 points later? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, obviously, you, you, you came in and uh, you only really came to Bristol because you were coming here to study. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been an unusual long career for somebody who was only supposed to be passing through university. Yeah, I know. The irony as well that I chose five unis where I could still play hockey and then Bristol's rink the, <laughs> went the year after I signed. So, yeah. But, no, it's been good. It's been good fun. Can you remember that first point you got for Bristol? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can, actually. Yeah, because you can remember every single one <laughs> yeah. of your 300 points. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what I remember because I travelled up. Uh, I wasn't even at uni yet. I travelled up with my mum and Sam travelled up with my dad because we played Slough first game. That was my first game for Bristol. And I remember scoring and Sam was on the ice. That's how I remember it. <laughs> this is obviously your second season uh, in Division 1. Yeah. Uh, given us our previous experience in this league, what do you think with this team, where, with the competition now? Um, I think uh, at the start of the year, I had no idea what to expect. I don't think anyone did. I mean, obviously... Some of the lads in Swindon played together. Some of us Bristol lads knew each other, but I don't think anyone knew what to expect, but we definitely made a good impression to start the year. It's just a shame we need to catch up on games played to know where we really are, because obviously at the minute it's a bit, a bit hard to tell. Uh, we can't let you go without having sort of a, a, a comment about your brother. How, how, how sorry do you feel for him? Yeah, I feel bad for him. It's horrible, it's horrible. Obviously, he's been on the bench a few times. Um, and still been part of it in a way, but obviously being in this building when it's been as good as it has in terms of the atmosphere, yeah, I feel I feel awful for him. It's pretty horrible. Yeah, thank you, Ollie. Good luck next weekend. Cool. Cheers, Graham. Thank you for joining me, Graham Goodman, on this week's Bristol Pitbulls post-game show. I'd also like to thank all my guests for joining me. The Bristol Pitbulls podcast is edited and delivered by Matthew Walker of Seb Audio producing original audio content for games, film and, of course, podcasts. 
We will be back after our next game. Until then, you can keep up to date with team news through our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts or through our website, bristolpitbulls.co.uk where you will also find our fixtures list. If you've enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Telling a friend about the show would really help us too. Thank you for listening.